What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. I don't really like putting stuff in my butt. It turns out I don't like it. I've tried it. I need to try again, I guess. I don't know. It's been a maybe while. You didn't, maybe you didn't go big enough. No, they put too many fingers in for sure. And I didn't like it. How'd that conversation end? Were you like, are you happy now? Are you happy now? Is this what you wanted? No, it ended with, ow, 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 stop, my turn. <laughs> it's not good for like, having stuff up your butt. All right, so. Welcome back to another episode of Bearded B-Roll. This week we have, what have you seen lately? Volume four. That. There we go. See? All, All right, right, so. What have you seen lately? Ah, uh, you got me before I could get you. I've seen a bunch of gems lately. Uh, I'll let you pick. Should I talk about evil parental figures, giant pigs, terrible remakes that want to be scary but just aren't? Pigs. Just pigs. All right, let's go with pigs. <laughs> I don't know what the you were going with for next after that, but let's just do pigs. I was going to say uh, low-budget gang warfare. Oh, low-budget gangbangs. Or pigs. That could take us all day if we talked about every low-budget gangbang. But you know what? Let's go with giant pigs. So the other day I watched a movie. It's a Shutter exclusive, so you should be able to watch it if you are so inclined. Uh, it's called Boar from 2018. B-O-A-R. I know what a boar is. Uh, it's an Australian movie, and it actually stars a lot of people you'd recognize. Uh, I think Nathan Jones is the one character. He's like uh, He usually plays like the strongman character, or for some reason he's in a lot of Chinese movies where he gets beat up. Like he was in. So he's uh, either really strong or getting beaten up. Well, yeah, but he's always represented as like the Herculean figure, but he's being beaten up by superior fighting styles like Kung Fu because he gets beaten up by Tony Jaa in The Protector, who he takes him down with like elephant bones tied to his forearms. Um, and then he also gets taken out by Jet Li and Fearless. Wait, elephant bone? Like, yeah, that was, yeah, the, well, The Protector was the whole thing where the guy Our was trying to get his elephants back. I, I just realized I don't actually know it. The arm shins are called. So wait, so what happens with these pigs, man? What do they do? They're big, obviously. Well, I was also going to say it stars a bunch of people. It's set in like rural uh, Australia. And Bill Mosley, you know, the guy who played Chop Top and fucking uh, oh, Otis. Australian? And, no, he's the only American in it. And he is married to an Australian woman and has her two kids in the back seat. I'm saying kids, but one of them was an adult and one of them's like a... 16 year old so there's the son and the daughter in the back seat and then her like weird british boyfriend that keeps like talking about like super sexual things like right in front of bill mosley and the mother like it's like conversational like oh yeah like she did that one thing to me that song with that song when we were driving around and the little brother's like it's called a blowjob and he's like no no not that thing with that song bit lower and like then you get bill mosley saying weird stuff like man i'm so hungry i could eat the crotch out of a low flying duck how do you eat someone's butthole while driving you're yeah, sitting I, on I, it. You gotta sit on the butthole. And the mother's only response is like, you better not be doing that. Everyone should be focusing on the road when driving. <laughs> you better not eat the butt when you're driving. You pull over and then you eat the butt. You put it away with the groceries and then, then eat the butt. <laughs> so that was the weirdness there. There was also, did you ever see the movie Wolf Creek? Or Wolf Creek 2? That's a TV Nicole show Kidman. 
right? And like a serial no. killer in the woods. Then wait, is that werewolves? No, no. Wolf Creek is a, is not about werewolves. It's about just like a place called Wolf Creek in the Australian outback, and it's about and there's a serial killer, right? Yeah, yeah. He like brutally murders people. Are you and sure, Nicole Kidman's not in it. Dude, Nicole Kidman's not in it. It's like nobody's there a famous. scene with a library and like automatic lights? I don't think so. No, I don't know. I th- I feel like I've seen it, but I I think I'm remembering a different scene from a different movie. Well, the guy that plays the main killer in those movies, and I think he plays the same character in the TV show. There's a Shutter TV show called Wolf Creek. He plays kind of just like this nice guy, fence mender, partial bartender owner guy. It's a nice serial killer. No, he plays like a totally nice character in it. That's the weird thing. This movie has like people that are typically villains, but they're like the more likable, nicer characters. Like Bill Mosley is like kind of a pussy the whole time. This guy is just like nice old coot, gets a little angry drunk, but he's not like going out and murdering people with a hatchet. Yeah, I mean, any dad that listens to some man describe how his daughter licked his butthole and he doesn't beat that man up. No, no, it's not his, uh, it wasn't, they're not his kids. He's married to this woman. Her husband died. So he was just like, so how does it taste? Is it like her mom's? He was more just sitting there like, I'm going to drive this car. That's right. I did that backwards. I'm going to drive this car, and I'm not going to focus on any of that right now. (laughs) I don't want to know about butthole tastes. But the super tall, giant, Herculean guy, Nathan Jones, plays like the mother's brother, so the uncle to the children. So when the British guy, who's who's basically douchey, he's like kind of douchey, not as douchey as they could have made him, but he's pretty douchey. He gets out of the car and he's like, oh my God, he is a giant. <laughs> the guy's like, hey, how's it going? And grabs his hand and like crushes it. And he's like, oh. Um, so that was a pretty fun scene. But this movie was about- I forgot what this is about. <laughs> well, it opens up with a It sounds couple... weird enough without boars being involved. It was. It was pretty strange. The, the boars were almost like you didn't need to have them. It could have been any type of killer. And really, it could have been like, you know, evil sheep. It could have been people escape from a loony bin. Evil bit. sheep is been... a movie- Oh my god, do you remember that? Black Sheep, bro. Yes. Yeah, the movie was awesome. The movie wasn't that awesome, but the trailer was fucking lit. That had the best trailer of like any horror movie. You don't even need to watch the whole movie. You just need to like enjoy the trailer a good five, six times. That trailer was one that played on repeat a bunch when we were at Blockbuster, right? Lots of stuff played on repeat at Blockbuster. That shouldn't have too, but that one did definitely. Whose house is that, baby? Raymond? Whatever. I didn't even like that movie. No, that was a, I didn't either. I barely watched it. Anyway, I made a wild horrible, pigs, horrible choice. Wild pigs. Wild pigs. Wild pigs. Wild pigs. So wild pigs. The movie know. opens up with this couple who are both kind of butt ugly driving around at night in the Australian outback, and then their car gets like sideswiped by something, and they're all like, "What was that?" And um, there's like a giant boar in the middle of the road, and then it tackles their car and you know goes on its way. There's also like little giant how like giant for like a boar or giant like just like like comedically big pig. Like, it was super, first of all, it was terrible digital, um, but, like, the size of a panel van. Nice. Okay, so, like, comedically big. Yeah, yeah, but it was, like, kind of grotesque looking. Like, it wasn't cute. They, like, made it look pretty fucked up. I think it might have been blind in one eye. And they kept doing this really annoying, like, boar vision thing where we got to see from its point of view. And apparently everything it sees is, like, wavy and sort of orange. <laughs> Boars only see in hues of orange. This movie felt like something from like the late 80s, early 90s, but it was totally 2018. So I guess they were trying to do like a throwback retro feel, but like with bad digital. Then at one point, there's like a lot of, basically the boar goes around torturing people. You know, people are camping torturing out. Torturing people? Them. Well, like 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it kills them in like brutal fashions and then apparently doesn't even eat them after it's done. It's like totally like predatory, but not for the purpose of food. Like it wastes a lot of things. If it was eating the people, I'd be like, okay, well, that's nature. But it's kind of just going around being a dick. But then there's this one part where this guy, I don't remember if they were part of the original camping party that got attacked or they like wandered off in the night or something. But this guy's like trying to like calm his girlfriend down. So he tells her this like terrifying story about this weird vampire that doesn't have any teeth, but it's like an octopus that like sucks the blood out of people. And then the <laughs> next morning it like vomits everything up and there's a brand new baby like o- vampire octopus there too. I don't know what the point of that was. Apparently it's some type of uh, aboriginal like folk legend, but they are getting attacked by the boar kind of like it's skulking about in the woods looking at them. And the guy's like waving the torch around because that is what Australian people call flashlights. The boar's waving a torch around? The guy. The guy. Okay, okay, okay. So the guy's trying to focus. He's like, quiet, babe, I hear something. And she's like, you know, your story was terrible. What, why would an octopus, a vampire, didn't have any teeth? And he's like, would you just shut up? I'm trying to listen. And then he like turns, he goes, I'm going to turn out the torch for a moment. He turns out the torch. And then like, he turns it back on like half a second later. And the boar has like gouged this woman through the back of her head, like through her brain stem. And like the tusk is coming out of her throat and it's like throwing her all around. And then it like flings her body to the side. Is this like an asylum movie? Cause like the way you're describing it, the bad digital, but also the fact that like the plot sounds like it would be. It still seemed like a better production quality than most asylum movies, but this okay. is the ringer. So that guy runs away. He gets killed somehow. They don't really focus on it. Then later the Wolf Creek guy stumbles upon the woman, Sherry, because the torch is still there. He goes, oh my God, love, what happened to you? And she's got like a big fucking hole in her throat. And he's like, oh man, I was too late. And he shakes her a little bit and she's like, ugh. Wait, she's alive? <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck in the, like, is this bitch not dead? Because that went right through the back of her, her head, like through the brainstem, like through her spinal cord, out her throat. She would not have survived that long. And he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Sherry, Sheridan. And I'm like, this woman's amazing. She's like Superman or something because she's alive and she can talk. <laughs> she dies a couple minutes later and the guy's like like really upset like i could have helped her and it's like bro don't worry about it she should have been dead anyway before you got there yeah i mean <laughs> that would appear spine and stuff but this movie got really really dark as everybody started to get murdered bill mosley first of all the giant guy takes everybody to the swim at the river he's like yeah it's gonna be great then he like gets a phone call from the girl at the bar whose dad didn't come back from his camping trip that was the wolf creek guy and um, he's like, I'm going to go take a little run up the road and see what I can find. So he takes the car out and there's like a five minute long montage of him loading this rifle. Like it goes on forever. Like we get to see him individually put each bullet in the magazine in like painstaking detail. But then everybody just starts to get murdered. Basically, Bill Mosley goes for a walk with like douchey British guy who's like, you know, thinking about asking her to marry me. And he's like, you know, marriage is very serious. You can't just rush into it. Marriage is permanent. He's like, how many times have you been married, Bruce? Like three. And he's like, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm, I'm the poster child for this. You can't rush into it. And then while they're having this like moment, you know, Bill Mosley says like the classic, if you hurt her, I'll hurt you thing, even though it sounded forced as fuck and he didn't really mean it because apparently he doesn't like this kid at all. He's like, my, my wife is listening, so I have to say. No, no, no. They were off on their own. They were off on their own. <laughs> She was back at the camp with the daughter and and the son. They like walked off to kind of see if they could find the brother because he was gone for a long time, the giant guy. And while they're walking together after the whole like, if you hurt her, I'll hurt you thing, they look and this giant pig comes walking out from behind a bush. And Bill Mosley's like, huh, look at that giant pig. Wait a minute. 
like you say, yeah, so it's forced, but he's like, he's supposedly trying to mean it. But this man also just listened to this man describe having her lick his butthole. And didn't say shit like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was weird. I think he said it just like out of a sense of duty or something. But anyway, he sees the pig and he's like, hey, a giant pig. No fear, no trepidation, nothing. Just like, well, wow, that's really weird. Like, hmm. wonder what that tastes like. Strange things in nature. <laughs> the British guy goes, oh, that ain't fucking right, mate. And he starts like running back. He's like, let's go. And then Bill Mosley's like, what are you, a coward? And then the poor like just like mauls him and grabs him and like bites him. And you're like, maybe he could be okay. And then it chomps his head off. They show the decapitated latex head bouncing on the ground. And then the other guy manages to like make it all the way back to the group. And he's like running toward the mother, the daughter, and the son. And he's like, go, run, run. They're like, what's he doing? (laughs) I think he, does he want us to run or something? Weird. Let's just wait till he gets here and see what he says. And he like finally gets to them. He's like, look, there's a giant pig. And they're like, what? A giant pig? And then like nobody apparently saw it except for like the son at the last split second. He was like, look out. And it like comes from the opposite direction it was in before and just like takes him out and carries him off into the distance. And like, that's the end. So it's just like the mother, the daughter and the son at this point and like Uncle Bernie, the giant who may or may not still be alive. Um, And there was a lot of that going on. They had this whole dramatic scene where the giant guy like fought the pig to the death to buy time for like everybody else to get away. With his bare hands. Yep. And a shovel. I mean... He's a big dude, but the pig was bigger. And then at one point, it looks like it's like crunching his spinal column or something. But then later, he's okay. He's just like holding his intestines back in like the way they used to. And you ever see any of those like Shaw Brothers movies? Like in Crippled Avengers, this guy gets kicked in the stomach by one of the guy's uh, iron feet. He literally had iron feet because he had his legs cut off at the beginning of the movie. And the guy's guts are like hanging out. And he like grabs his guts and like tucks them back into his body and like covers them with his belt and takes a fighting position. That was basically what happened in this movie, but less badass. No, I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was my my first one. It's not. It wasn't a great movie. I don't necessarily think I would recommend it, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. Pretty awesome. It had some. It had some funny moments. It would have been better if it tried harder to be funny. It had some funny scenes at the pub, where this one guy came in and was like hitting on Wolf Creek's daughter, uh, who owned the pub, and she like punches him in the face and goes, "Get out of my bar!" And then like he goes bitch i'm gonna and then at that point like the giant guy walked in behind him and he didn't even know what was going on he just grabbed the guy and like slammed his head down on a table and carried him outside like a little baby and like propped him up against the building and like bill mosley and family are in the car watching this and they're all horrified and then the (laughs) daughter the daughter says to the boyfriend that's why you let him call you whatever he wants dick pickle all right what about you what do you got so what i watched most recently was i literally watched the entire thing in one day is the haunted uh series on Netflix? Have you seen that? Uh, I have not. I heard about it. What's the total like season slash episode count at this point? I think there's like eight. I don't know. I will, there's three. Uh, there's three seasons right now. I think each one's only like eight to ten episodes. Um, yeah. Do you ever watch like those shows like when we were a kid, like Animal Planet, like had like haunted houses or haunted places, that kind of stuff? A little bit, yeah. Where it's yeah. like reenactments and like people telling their haunted stories or whatever. It's like that if they were like hard R rated. So it's like season six of American Horror Story, sort of? Uh, I don't know about that, but it's like there's there's nudity in almost every single one of them, and it's super unnecessary. And then Is the reenactment. 
I mean, I, they're I like watching them. They're funny. They're actually relatively like scary, but it's still like supposed to be like these true stories of these ghosts. Or like, there's been a few times where it's like, oh yeah, my my dad was a serial killer in the woods, and then I escaped. And then like, you can't ever verify any of what the stories are because I've tried. I'm like, oh wow, this is like a thing. This this guy did this. I'm like, cool. What's his name? Where's oh this is nobody nobody can find it. Okay, yeah. But other people look too. So there's, there's like this whole thing like where did these stories come from? This season was I think like pretty much strictly ghost ones. Um, I think like the first episode was like my favorite one called In the Pines, though. And it's like this woman goes from like I thought it was gonna be at her house, but she's like getting abused by her parents. And so I was like, okay, so this is where the ghost story is gonna start. And it's like, no, 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 it's not. She runs away to start like working on a marijuana farm with her new boyfriend that her friend set her up with because she lived not in California. Anyway, so like they go and they move into this like cabin in like the woods and it's like like a rundown type creepy cabin. And then they start having ghost stuff happen. And then the whole thing is that it's implied that there was like a crazed hillbilly man that like kept women chained in the basement and he had like. A, a drain that just led to a bucket that was full of blood in the basement behind this hidden wall that they didn't know about. Yeah, everybody should have one of those. But it's like, that one's one of the ones where there's just like nudity, and it's like, hmm, this isn't needed for what this is, but alright. Like the opening scene with the hillbilly, he's like playing like a banjo and like singing this song, and there's like this I thought girl you were gonna say up. with himself. Yeah, he's playing with himself. There's a girl chained up in like like a shower type situation. And she's like screaming, he like yanks a chain and he yanks on her and she like screams more. So then eventually he just goes down because, you know, she's in, she's interrupting his jam session. And he like murders her with a tomahawk. Yeah. But like, that's basically how all of these goes. I think it's funny because I'm pretty sure in the one where there's like a psychic that comes in to investigate, they use the actual psychic in the reenactment. And I'm like, this is just a man that wants to be famous. Yep. Because the reenactors never look like the characters or like the person telling the story. It's always like some like person or like you know old or like whatever and then like it's just some like hot teenage actress that they get to reenact them and it's like i don't think this is what they don't look like you at all actually they they do that in the conjuring too like the actors from the conjuring look nothing like the warrens he's super handsome she's real pretty and then you see the picture of the warrens at the end and the warrens were like old and all the pictures they show at the end it's like when did you take these pictures? Like, when did you start doing this? How old were you when you became ghost hunters? <laughs> so that was one thing I've been watching. And then the other thing is like me and my daughter have started watching the supernatural series. Like I restarted. She's never watched it. You're going to be busy with that for quite a while. I know there's only 15 seasons, but I mean, I, I did like the, the one dude, Misha. Um, I can't think of his name right now. But he has like a like a charity thing that he does, and I've done that for a few years now. Called Gish, it's like a scavenger hunt thing. Yeah, that's fun. There's usually like some goofy things you have to go do. I never have won, but we never really go super crazy. Some people do insane stuff for that. When does it usually take place? In in like the beginning of summer. Like it's going to start soon, I think this year. But like quarantine's made it even weirder. Now tibia is in the leg. So I was right. The arm shins. When did you? I can't believe you just like look at this up. You're like, what did he say? Arm shins. It's the radius and the ulna. It's two bones. That's your arm shins. 
Yeah, the radius is the one that's on the side of your thumb, and the ulna is on the side of your pinky. Dude, why were we talking about arm arm shins? That's not even in this episode. Elephant bones. That was the other episode. If nobody listened to that one, they should go back, because that was the one before this. <laughs> Check it out. Arm shins. <laughs> Hashtag arm shins. What else have you been watching? Well, I went on a binge, and this one's going to also bring up some unnecessary nudity. Nice. Which may or may not be welcome. I, have, I took issue with it, because I think it was kind of a first for... Anyway, I watched The Stepfather 1, I watched The Stepfather 2, and I watched The Stepfather 3. I did not watch the new Stepfather. I think it's funny, because I was talking about wanting to watch those movies, and then you went and did it, and I still haven't. Is it the new one, and it's the guy from, from Nip Tuck? Correct, yeah. Okay. What was it? 1987 was the first Stepfather. Nobody, like, super recognizable to me, at least, in these movies, aside from, from him. I think maybe somebody in the second one might have been more familiar. There was, like, a kid in a wheelchair who I think I saw in a couple other 90s things. Drake? No, no, it was not Drake. It was... No, that was in the third one. And the second one was Jonathan Brandis, the kid who was in, like, The NeverEnding Story Part 2. Okay. And Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so maybe I don't, but I did. I did Ladybugs? Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird one. I feel like I feel like rewatching it now would be pretty cringeworthy, but at the I time... Feel like, like, yeah, but also I feel like that's not a movie that would work in today's climate. Well, no, because it doesn't do anything for gender equality, but I mean, it's just creepy from the standpoint of like, here's this kid's maybe stepfather who's like forcing him to like dress up like a woman. To the and win a soccer game because what is it? Rodney Dangerfield's like a girl soccer coach, right? Which it, that yeah. in itself is problematic. But they were all bad, apparently, and this kid was good at soccer. But I think something happened where he couldn't be on his own school soccer team. I don't remember what the deal was. If it was like fighting or something. Yeah, I think he got like expelled, right? Uh, something stupid. But he had like a free schedule, so. <laughs> and it was like blackmail too, because it was like, don't I won't tell your mom if you you know pretend to be a girl and play soccer for me basically so it was back to freaked where the guy's like you know you look better without a dick right (laughs) so anyway stepfather uh you know basic concept is that there's this guy who has this weird obsession with creating the perfect family and anytime anything goes remotely against his will his first response is to quit his job set up shop in another city marry someone else and try it again yo first of all first of all this is not that weird because this has happened in real life. That doesn't make it not weird, bro. No, I'm just saying, like, you're like, oh, yeah, so it's just some weird thing. But, like, legitimately, there are stories of people doing this. Like, annihilating their family and then being like, all right, time to time to get the right one. This movie, for the most part, like, the first one, it gets, like, more ridiculous as it goes on. Because the second one was basically the same plot as The Dentist 2. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, Guy... Was captured at the end of the first one. Guy is in an insane asylum at the beginning of the second one. Guy escapes from insane asylum. Guy moves to new place and has problems trying to fit back in as his old demons creep up on him and people try to figure out his identity. It's like exactly the same plot as the dentist. And actually, the second person he kills in the Stepfather Two was a dentist. I thought you were gonna say like the character from the dentist. No, no, it was just some random guy named Larry who was wearing, like, a sports jacket. Screw you, Larry. Right? Wait, why? I thought he only killed his family. No, he well, he killed the psychiatrist when he was trying to leave the mental hospital. He also killed a security guard. 
This guy's really doing a bad job taking care of his mental health. Yeah, no, he's not. He's like super charismatic and likable, though. That's the weird thing. He's just like, like he in the third one, the guy who played the stepfather was a completely different person because it was like straight to video. And, you know, they focused on like a five to seven minute scene in the beginning where the character undergoes plastic surgery without anesthetics. So there's a lot of close ups on like his eyeballs and him squeezing the chair and then he passes out. How do you think that happens? Do you think it was like he had a contract with the studio and he was like, yeah, I don't want to be in this movie. And they're like, all right, well, fine. You have to come and film this scene then to explain why you're gone now. No, he, he didn't film the scene. They didn't show his face the entire scene. Oh, shit. They did close ups on eyeballs and they like kept his face in shadows and stuff the whole the whole time. I think it was like one of those things that where it's like, yeah, I don't want to be in these anymore. Probably, yeah. And it was it was obviously like a lower quality. It was more or less just like a ripoff of the second one, but it focused more on like infidelity. So not only does the guy have like people trying to figure out his identity, he also starts cheating on his wife at one point. So there's stress about that, which just seemed super extra because it's also funny because his wife thought her biggest problem was that he was cheating on her, but it wasn't that he was going to murder the woman he was sleeping with and everyone else. Like she didn't. So there were layers on that. It was funny when she finally realized how crazy he actually was. The guy who played the stepfather, like, he doesn't really even have like a name. Not sure what his original name was. The stepfather. He, well, the, the guard at the psychiatric facility referred to him as Bad Daddy. So we can call him Bad Daddy, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think I ever saw the third one. I think I just saw the first one. It was like, my mom used to like to fuck with me sometimes. And some of the movies she would play would be like, to make us freak out the guy in the third one like had the cadence down and like the voice and everything of the guy from the first two like perfectly like his voice wasn't the same voice but i mean the way he spoke was like totally on par with it true like great actor terrible movie but the guy was so like blase about everything it was hard to describe like at one point he works in a nursery in the third one like a plant nursery and his boss just figured out that he's cheating on his wife because he saw the nursery truck parked outside of a different woman's house and he peeked through the window and saw him having sex. And he's like telling him this while they're working together. And the guy's like, well, I'm sorry you had to see that. And then he like kills him with a rake. He like hits him in the chest with it. The guy falls down and then he like puts the rake into his neck. That was the guy who owned the nursery. So like two seconds later, like right after he kills this guy, the phone rings and he's like, Thompson's nursery. Oh yeah, he's not he's not here right now. He had to go back east to take care of some business. I'm the new boss. What can I help you with? Oh my god. Like without skipping a beat. He already had like the whole cover story. Um Can't believe you're cheating on your wife. Oh man. Well, that's the end of this friendship and your whole life. The wife shows up at the nursery at one point to like confront him because he went off and off in the middle of the night. He said I had work to do. But when she gets to the nursery, the other woman's car is there. Now, he had just like strangled the fuck out of the other woman. He, she didn't actually die, but she was unconscious. And the wife's like, I know she's here somewhere. Where is she? And he's like, honey, it's not what you think. And she's like, where is she, damn it? And the woman like crawls out from some bushes like covered in blood. Like, oh, uh, and he's like, sorry, you had to see that. And she's like, oh, my God. So then she, it was. <laughs> he's like, I really like this one. I can tell why there wasn't like a stepfather four because he gets like mulched at the end of the third one. Nice. But in the first one, the first thing that happens, and I think you remember this part, is when the guy's like in the bathroom, covered in blood, and he shaves, takes off his glasses, already has contact lenses or something, so you get the impression that it wasn't the first time he did this, and he gets in the shower to wash off all the blood, and you get to see Dude Dick in the mirror at the 2 minute 23 second mark, but then he like leaves the house and walks past all the dead bodies in his living room because he just murdered his family, and goes down 
the street whistling uh, Camp Town Races. Now, this is a thing they kept through all three movies. Every time he actually, he skipped the beat. Every time he kills somebody, he like leaves and walks down the street whistling Camp Town Races. However, in the third one, when he murders a priest, he whistles Camp Town Races while he's murdering the priest. <laughs> I mean, as you do. Now, the priest was like the nicest character in the whole movie. So like the second you see him, you're like, oh man, he's going to fucking die. Like, you're being way too nice to this man. He's going to kill the shit out of you. I was surprised in the first one, though, because he buys the girl a dog at one point, and your first reaction in a horror movie or, like, a thriller movie like this is like, oh, that dog's going to fucking die. But he didn't. I feel like this is an under, like, like a lesser-known movie, but I feel like the scene where he's getting ready, dick out withstanding, is, like, like an iconic, like, horror movie-type scene. Like, I feel like people that haven't seen this have seen that scene, at least. Oh yeah, no, this movie actually was pretty good for what it was. Like it was it wasn't bad. Oh, and Meg Foster was in the original too. Who was she was also in They Live, now that I'm thinking about it. She had these like really super crazy like ice blue eyes. Lately she's just been in like weird Rob Zombie movies, naked and dirty. Nice. That's hot. Uh, it's really not meant to be. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so Basically, he, he's trying to like make this mother-daughter combo conform to his lifestyle. He wants to be accepted as Jerry Blake. You know, He's like a well-respected real estate agent selling houses to everybody in the neighborhood. And um, You know, when you say mother-daughter combo in this situation, you know, this is like a thing on the internet that's really popular right now. You know what? You're making me jump the gun on the nudity thing, but I just have to go there. So there's really not a whole lot of nudity in this movie. Like you see the dude dick at the beginning. But you don't even see, like, the mother naked at any point. They have a sex scene, but you don't see, like, any boobs or butt or anything. It's called quality. Well, here's the thing, though. The mother, and this is a great scene, because at this point in the movie, it's near the end. Nobody knows that he's crazy yet. Now, his pattern is that he will quit his job uh, about a month before he plans to move, and he'll travel somewhere within maybe a 30-mile radius, something that's like a daily commute, to set up his new life and get a new job. So that's what he was in the process of doing in this movie. He tried for the most part to make this work the whole time, but then he kind of lost it when he saw the daughter kissing this boy who was like walking her home. And it was like a totally innocent thing. And he was like, you stop it right now. And the mother comes out like, what's happening? He's like, he's raping her on her front step. (laughs) And she's like, no, I wanted him to kiss me. It's fine. And then the daughter like ran off. He lost his shit at that point. He figured it was like irrevocably, you know, destroyed at this point. So he he was going to do his typical pattern of I'm going to move away and kill everyone. So the wife needed to get in touch with him that day. So she called the real estate office. His name at this place is Jerry Blake. That was the name he picked. And he comes home. Sorry, the wife, the wife calls the, his job and they go, oh, he, he's cut ties with us. And she's like, oh, weird. Okay, thank you. And then he comes home and she's like, where were you today? And he's like, oh, I was showing the Johnson place over on uh, 447 Maple. And she's like, no, you weren't. I just called your job. And they said, you don't work there anymore. And he's like, ah, that goddamn receptionist, that new I swear to God. I'm going to call them right now. She, she just get, how can she make so many mistakes? And the wife's like, no, no, honey, it's okay. Don't, don't call her. It's fine. She just made a mistake. And he's like, no, it's, she just forgot your name or something. That's all. And he's like, my name's Hodgkins. How hard is it to remember Hodgkins? And she's like, what? And then he freezes for a second. He goes, huh, who am I here? And he turns around and like <laughs> clocks her in the face with the phone. And then he takes her, drags her body, throws her down in the basement, right? The daughter comes home at some point. I don't remember what he was doing. He might have been in his workshop freaking out or something. The daughter comes home 
And the daughter's first reaction is, weird, nobody's here. I'm going to go take a shower. And this is when it got really strange for me because the daughter's 16 years old. They've like well established that point throughout the course of the film. Because he's like, she's 16. She's just a child during the whole, you know, he's raping her on the front step thing. So she goes in the bathroom, gets in the shower. And this is the only other instance of nudity in the whole movie. Is the 16-year-old daughter? It's the only time I think a movie's made a big deal about a character's age and then proceeded to like show them naked. Because even in the Friday the 13th movies, they're like teens, but they're not specifically like high school sophomores or something, you know? And so she takes her shirt off, gets in the shower. There's like gratuitous shots of her like washing her breasts. And it was really, really weird because if you're trying to stay within like, you know, the suspension of disbelief of like, this is a movie, you're watching it like I am watching a 16-year-old girl clean her breasts right now. <laughs> you're like, I should feel very not good about myself. The whole thing just felt really weird. It was like, why am I seeing the 16-year-old daughter naked right now? Why are they, why, they could, if they wanted to have boobs, they could have had like the mother be naked during the sex scene. There was no reason like for her to even take a shower, first of all, let alone, it was almost like they were trying to meet like a boob quota. It was, it, 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 it didn't track with anything and it was so strange. When we talked about Slumber Party Massacre, I told you there was a time when there was a boob quota in movies. <laughs> Does this not strike you as like really a strange like decision on the part of the filmmakers? No, that's extremely strange. It's weird that like, well, I mean, you know, as we found out with Hollywood, you know, maybe less strange than you would you would want it to be but no it is weird that they're like hey look at this child's gonna get banged by her stepdad now well i mean he trusts he tries to murder her after that there's not really a, a bang situation same thing bang her with a hammer bang her with your dick oh in the no, no in the second one when he when he kills the uh when he kills the dentist in that situation, he's trying to, he managed to escape from the Puget Sound Correctional Facility or psychiatric ward where he was, you know, held after the first one. And he like relocates to somewhere new, uh, away from where he currently was, which is in like the Seattle area. He goes down somewhere in like uh, Southern California. And he kind of, he meets this woman, she sells him the house. Maybe Meg Foster was in the second one. So confused. I like, turned around. That's what happens when you watch all these movies in a row. Sorry, Meg Foster was in the second one. There's a weird thing with movies whenever they have women showering that is just ridiculous to me i don't know if it's you know I, i'm I'm not a lady but i'm pretty sure they don't just spend like 25 minutes of it just putting soap on their boobs yeah i mean there there's a lot of gratuitous like breast washing that takes place in a lot of movies and i feel like i feel like the most breast touching that takes place in the shower aside from like just basic cleaning just is maybe quick like once over and getting underneath Giving giving yourself like a quick like examination for lumps or something. Maybe that's what she was doing. She's doing it all sensually and at sixteen. Just slathering your breasts in in soap and I mean I don't clean my chest that much and it's a similar concept. It's not like you like sit and like rub soap on your balls until like the suds are just filling the tub. Yeah, but it's fun sometimes, right? <laughs> I guess it is a little different for guys. We kind of do do stuff like that, don't we? <laughs> every now and then especially when the weather's hot well i mean they hang lower so it's easier to get into like the places you can't get to normally i know i had this weird like vision the other day of like my balls like saying goodbye to the rest of my body as they descend like catch you later <laughs> we'll fuck? be back when it gets dark out uh, not not a weird statement at all it made sense um it's your favorite kind of chutney mango I've never had chutney, I don't think. Anyway, no, I don't know. That's all I've seen is those two. So if that's all you've seen. 
I mean, I do want to see those movies. I guess I'm going to have to watch them like this week and then I'll, I'll talk about them next week and then it'll be like really repetitive. Well, I also watched, it's not even worth talking about it, but I watched the remake of um, House on Haunted Hill, the one from like 1999. Dude, it's not even close to the same movie. I hated the new one. I was a kid in 1999 and I hated the new one. Like, I was like, oh, this isn't what it's about. It's not about ghosts. It's about a man who wants to kill his wife who's cheating on him in a super elaborate way. Well, there was always a hint in the first one of there like maybe being ghosts, but this one went like balls out with special effects that were actually really terrible. Dude, and they didn't even keep the acid vat room. No, they had a blood vat room, and I don't really know why that even existed. The acid vat was awesome, and the hanging scene in the first one was like, one of my the originals like one of my favorite things because that was the wife right yeah but they like explain how to do it like it's like not only is it a movie effect that is actually used but this is how it's done and i was like oh that's cool i like this well they explain it in heathers too do they yeah so wait, there's a fake hanging in heathers winona Ryder's character veronica is uh worried that christian slater's gonna come up to her room and kill her and make it look like a suicide like they had been doing so she like hung herself up from the ceiling the same way and wrote a suicide note. He comes in the room. He's like, oh, the crazy bitch did it. I was going to kill her, but now she killed herself first. You know, I loved you when you didn't piss me off so much. I'm like misquoting the crap out of that, but it like, just picture like crazy Christian Slater in the eighties. And then she like stays there hanging and he like leaves the room all disappointed. And, uh, the mother comes in like Veronica dinner's ready. Cause she'd been calling her for the last like 20 minutes. And she goes, Oh my God. And she's like, okay, I'll be right down. And she like unties the thing from her. <laughs> But um, the, I don't know, the House on Haunted Hill remake was so... They like tried to reinvent the wheel, basically, by like cramming as many ridiculous special effects in it as possible, and it just made it like loud and boring. And then they just try to throw like Femke Jensen in it just to be like, oh, look, we have a hot lady. Don't get me wrong. I was like the biggest proponent of Femke Jensen, and that like her and Goldeneye and everything, but that, for me, could not save this movie. <laughs> But did you remember, and I, this was a weird one for me, in the very beginning it like opens up with Stephen Price, because like, hey, let's reference Vincent Price by making this character named Stephen Price. We get it, but still. He's at his like amusement park showing his new ride to like this reporter and a cameraman. The cameraman was Spike from Buffy. Really? No, I don't remember that because honestly, I, like I said, hated that movie. There was even at that same time, I think that was around the same time, a movie that was similar Hey, and wasn't better. there a different a different remake though? That's like, what I thought the Vincent Price one was actually a remake of the original House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I think there's one before that. I swear, it's from 1959 though. I know. I don't know. I I was like one of the only people I knew when I was like young that watched black and white movies. the The scene where the the one character has like the the blood drip on him, and they're like, "Oh, you're next." That was good. Like that was like that build up for that and like that just being like the thing for a while was like good enough on its own just to creep me out when I was a kid. It's weird that a black and white movie with Vincent Price scared me more than a movie with a big budget that they tried to put like a million of special effects in. But um no, isn't that it's like the same time that Rose Red came out, right? That was the that was the Stephen King. It was like a mini series, right? Yeah, it was like 17 hours long. You know, I didn't actually watch that one, but I'm pretty sure Nancy Richardson was oh, in it. Oh, that was 2002. Okay, it was slightly after that. Never mind. And I liked it. It was just, you know, it was like, why was he making movies like that at that time? Because it was like Rose Red and um, 
What was the other one that was like a 17-disc movie? Oh, Nancy Travis. What the hell did I call her? The Perfect... No, not Perfect Storm. Desperation? No, no, no. No, that wasn't... A, I don't... That definitely Desperation came out in like 2006, I think. No, but this is... I'm talking about like around the same time as this. There was the one where like they're in the snowstorm and then like the... Oh, Storm theory. of the Century. Storm of the Century, yeah. Is Desperation another one of these like five-part movies? It's from 2006. It was a TV made for TV movie. I just know that that Rose Red was essentially the same thing as the remake from House on Hennet Hill, but like if House on Hennet Hill didn't suck and didn't try and be House on Hennet Hill. It just tried way too hard. Wasn't there a movie that came out kind of recently with Jax from uh, Sons of Anarchy called like Crimson something? Oh, I have no idea. I thought he just did sci-fi movies now. No, it was, what was it? It was Crimson, it was Crimson something. Crimson Peak. Hmm. Which I think might have been directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro. I think I've seen that. Well, it's from 2015, but I still didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Isn't there like little like creatures that live on the walls or some crap? Didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Tom Hiddleston. No, no, I remember this. I didn't watch this one. I remember this though. This is like a weird thing. With like, I love Tom Hiddleston in um, Midnight in Paris as uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. That was like the first thing I ever saw him in. I saw him in Marvel movies. Well, yeah, I mean, he's most well known as being like Loki, but he's also in a lot of other shit. The few that I've watched. It's really funny when like these famous British people come over and they do movies here and then like that's the only thing people know them for. Like Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Or like, like Rick Grimes. Anybody that played uh, a doctor, she's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's a doctor. Who, who cares if David Tennant has a career outside of that? That's Doctor Who. Well, like we talked about with his house, you see Matt Smith out of context, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Hey, man, go put on your fez. Fez is a cool one now. They were not, though. He looked like an idiot. Do you have a uh, final recommendation or not recommendation that you'd like to give? No, I recommend watching this, the Haunted series. I mean, it's pretty good. It's just... Like, I hate when they try and, like, pitch these, like, ghost stories as being real. I'm sure somebody out there thinks ghosts are real, but I don't. (laughs) That's a challenge. If you can prove to him that ghosts are real, he'll lick your toes. Prove to me ghosts, and then I will make an OnlyFans. You know our email. As far as recommendations go, uh, I just noticed that at some point during this month, they added the orphanage to Prime. It's a Spanish language movie from, I want to say, 2008. I've seen it. I don't remember anything about that movie. Uh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty cool movie. Um, it's about a woman who grew up in an orphanage where I believe everyone died or died in a fire or something, and she goes back there as an adult because her plan is to fix it up and turn it into um, a children's home so she can help people like they helped her when she was younger. Turn it into an orphanage. Well, it, it turns into a, it's like a horror movie. But it's a weird horror movie, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's the kind of horror movie you can watch that like kind of scares you. But by the time you finish it, nothing's scary. That's a fact. You're scared for a second, and then it's just like, oh, this is fine. No, no, that's not what I mean. But like, it, it, anybody that watches it after hearing me say this will be like, oh, that's what he meant. But um, you know, it's, it's a movie that isn't only a horror movie or like a jump scare kind of movie. It also has a really good uh, dramatic core and like character development aspect. So it's, it's just like it's a solid film all around. So, highly recommend Four Beards. 
that that much. I, I really can't even remember it. And you're like four beards. Well, you should rewatch it because it's on Prime right now. Maybe. You're gonna have to read subtitles though. I don't have an issue with subtitles. I used to love watching like Japanese horror movies because they're way more fucked up than ours, especially like when they remake them. Korean crime movies are more fucked up than Japanese horror movies, though. Only one I ever saw was the the one that the part it was based off Infernal Affairs. That's what it's called, right? That's a Chinese movie. <sighs> it is crime drama. No, I know. I was just talking crime drama. No, whatever. There's a Korean movie called I Saw the Devil. That was a really fucked up movie. That it did actually. That is a movie where they we owned the night. It they they went on for like a half hour longer than it needed to. There was like a half hour of extra shit in the middle that just didn't need to exist. You're like, you're like, this is like two movies, but they put the second movie in the middle of the first movie. Actually, yeah. So, I saw The Devil's a fun movie if you want to watch something fucked up. Um, I'm saying fun, but it's not really fun. It's like kind of like, wow, those people are suffering a lot, and I'm not. So, it's, it's an experience. You want to do the closeout? Uh... This has been another... This has been another episode of What Have You Seen Lately? This is the fourth one in that series, as I've been reminded several times today. Um, This is... uh, Fuck. I was going to say this is Bearded B-Roll, and I'm like, that's not a good pitch at all. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbroll.com, for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. What's your least favorite movie? Email us at that email that he just said. Ooh, yeah. What movie do you hate? There's a weird pause there. Your mom's a weird pause. She is.